Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, welcoming you once again to the intro of our Dragon's Man run through. You know, as I was sitting down with the uh, other hard slingers at the sh- at, around the uh, digital rage room, around our virtual eyes of destiny, uh, I kind of been battering back and forth with them via Discord and whatnot. And a couple things that we decided, which we announce on this this episode, is that we won't be picking up our book two of Carrying Crowd, The Beast of Lepestead. One of the reasons why is so many of the original players are no longer with us, whether through family obligations or they've moved away and they've signed um, these these non-disclosure forms of things that they cannot do or maybe they went to the moon or they're traveling around the rings of Uranus. Um, anyways, but we what we did decide to do is we're going to start book three of the Carrying Crown run-through. Broken Moon right here. I know you can't see it, but you can hear it. Hear it live right here. Um, and, and the reason why is... Uh, I think it would be nice to start a fresh book and the most likely aspect is we will be using these same characters that we were playing in the Dragon's Demand because when they level out of that AP, they should be primed for that one. So it's kind of cool. We'll add a little consistency, a little continuation to what we've already got going on in Galarian, which I'm looking forward to doing. We've also got a few things that are kind of in the the works of running shorter APs uh, that, that are don't cover 64 pages that might be able to get done in maybe three to five sessions something wham bam also looking at putting out more delta green uh scenarios material for everybody out there that i hope everybody's enjoying those we're currently running our deep waters scenario with uh we got hard slingers ratke and junior and man they're having a great time i know that that i'm having a great time running through so if you haven't heard episode one get on it i'm about ready to drop episode two any day now uh don't want to take up too much of your time anymore uh so why don't we just warm up our dice and top off our glass as world hard 20 podcast presents episode 46 of our dragons demand run through uh, 46 i can't believe it what's this one called swing on this <laughs> you'll, you'll understand as you listen to the episode anyways everybody out there enjoy it and I look forward to uh, next week. David, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I I could have sworn it was you. I saw it from the side. I'm like, dude, is he here? Nice. I almost went up to the guy and I was like, David. And I'm like, you I, I came around. I'm like, uh, it's not him. Give him That's finger. always me. And I'm always wrong. So I'm del- now I'm on the other side. I'm like, even if I know it's you, I'm still not going to say hello. Potentially turn him off. It would have been trippy though. If, if you were there, yeah, it would be awesome. Into yeah. each other. Yeah, small world, right? Yeah. I was just coming off pirates of the Caribbean. That was what Magic Kingdom? Yeah, that's Magic Kingdom. That was our last day there. That was the Monday. What about you two crazy bastards? You ever been to Orlando? No. Are you talking to me? No. Well, you live here now. You're yeah. Florida, man. You no, should, we, you get the we, discounts. Well, years ago, Brandy was she used to get this president's club through her comp, you know, through her work, and they would fly her and her spouse, which is obviously me, because he couldn't be available. Um, they would fly us to different the mother places. of her children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the guy they called dad, um, they would fly us, uh, like to Camelback Inn in Arizona. And then one time they flew us out to, uh, Orlando and we got a, ch- a choice of one of the, the parks that were up there. And so we chose the magic kingdom and we got to do all that stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that place is huge, man. That just it's, the sprawl. Yeah, it's the land massive. it's on is just massive. Yeah, it's okay. huge. Yeah, we stayed oh. at the Riviera and they added um Skyliner or gondolas. So you can just go straight from the hotel on the gondolas to Epcot or um uh uh Hollywood Studios. You don't have to take a bus, monorail, nothing. You just take a gondola over and you're there. And we went to, we did Epcot too, um, that same weekend. 
because yeah. her dad obviously lived out here. So he just, you know, drove up the two, three hours and met us and we spent the day at Epcot. And then I think the, it was the previous day or that day. I don't remember. It's a great well, park. It's a lot days. of fun. That's where we spent most of our time. We spent like two and a half days there. Drinking oh, well, and eating. Yeah. I went last time with my kids and another family and their kids. And they had kids that were younger than our kids. Um, so we're talking about a difference of like four to five years, which, you know, kids under 10 years old is a lot. And my kids were actually warming up. Everything was going good. And the other kids were like, well, you know, they, they get to that point where they hit the wall. And they're like done. And we're like, all right, let's let's just go. You know, it's called a day. This has been fun. Let's get out alive. So I feel like they're at an age where we could go and really like enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The kids will hit a final. They'll give the final burst, which is this this supernova of energy, and then they'll just like somebody cuts the strings and they just limp yeah. marionette the rest and that, of the day and and that's when you're like carrying them like out over the shoulder like yep. they're like naps like just passed out you want to try to get out before then because even though they may only weigh like 30 40 pounds for some reason they they get really dense <laughs> gravity just affects them doubly yeah that's like they something too man they they them they, buy more stuff. at, at yeah. that point they cease being kids and they are officially sacks of potatoes <laughs> Well, are we ready to do a little, little gaming of D&D? Do it. Yeah, let's do this thing in. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, and with me, the Hard Slingers. Yeah, yeah. episode, what is it, Chris? 46. 46 of our Dragon's Demand run-through. He reminded me that, not that I forgot. Uh, As always, business before we begin. First thing I want to do is drop a shameless plug for our Delta Green scenario, Deep Waters. We got an episode already out. Check out the links, find it. We got a few more ready to drop pretty soon as well. Um, Second, uh, as far as Carrion Crown news is concerned, we are not going to be jumping into Carrion Crown book two. Uh, I think that would be too convoluted for everybody to try to fill in all these different spots of the people that have no longer on the show. So what we're going to do is we're going to drop into book three with Whoa. these characters. So because right. by the end of this scenario, we'll put them at the level advantage of being in book three, which is called Broken Moon. So nice. be ready for that because that's what we're going to be doing. So you guys, I'm not going to give a full blown rundown of what we did last episode other than to know that you guys had decided that you were going to take a rest long rest because it can't be a short rest <clears throat> but you never told me what you where you're where you were going to take that rest at do we um want to go back to the storeroom with all Absolutely. the amazon boxes <laughs> <laughs> we can cuddle up inside of some boxes lay lay out some like flattened boxes to, like, now you yeah. had the uh you had a couple different options. You had the the lavatory, where you basically, you know, the latrine aspect of this whole <clears throat> manor. You mean the, the shit show that we're in? Yeah, the shitter. You guys had the uh, the one room that had the ruins on the floor with this uh, certain entity basically within it. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, you could go back to the room where the metal construct was at with all the the bits and pieces that basically may have put this thing together or you could go back to where you killed the sheer demon or wherever you want to go didn't the um what's the the servant guy didn't he have a bed in his room or was it like too nasty to go sleep because there was actually cots well mephesdic did have a cot and that was in the that was in the kitchen as well as the other two um employees there saba and i forgot what the other individual's name was uh we'll just call that one uh employee linus not gonna gonna work here good one chris good one something something notes right it's right um Warren, (laughs) warren you did grab that that journal that was on the table that was mm-hmm. with the that little demon thing that was in the circle. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if you did. You guys grab the short sword in the scimitar and the armor? I believe. Or did you so. leave? No, it I behind? think we left. Oh, it. oh no 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 yeah we did leave leave it. Okay. Uh, uh, Warren did make brief note of it down for for inventory. Okay, so tell me where you guys would like to go to uh, try to restore whatever it is about yourself. Preferably not in the same room as another demon. Or with robots. Nah. I don't know, uh, Valadir. The the robot room, at least we know the, the entrance in. We at least know that, that that is clear. And we know there's only one other exit, and that's the secret passage. And we can close that door. I think that may be the safest rather than us backtracking so far. And from what I can tell, there's nothing, at least as it is now, in there that is dangerous no there were just uh there were seven tables in there mm-hmm. all with different items on those tables mm-hmm. and a you don't know if it's a, a half destroyed or half built construct on one of the larger tables <clears throat> there's dust all over the floor who knows you tell oh, me where you would like to go yep. everybody guess- voting for the storage room I think the storage room is also a good spot because it is central to almost everything else. So you're going back to the Amazon delivery room. No, I'm sorry. No, I was I was meaning what Stabby uh, was talking Uh, about. The one with the the, machine. Yeah, the the work room with the robot. Okay, the workshop. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Sounds good to me. He makes good points. You guys make your your way back through the labyrinth of corridors and turns and everywhere else. Find your way back into this room, low lit room. You know that the door that leads back into the main hallway is still open from when you guys left it open last time. I don't know if you guys closed the secret passage or not, or leave it open. What would you like to do? Can can we pull that secret passage closed from sure. where we're at? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Dempsey will um, do that. Um, I'm going to take a handful of ball bearings and just put them down in front of that on the floor in front of that secret uh, passage. Okay. And then I'm going to make my way into the um, the room and go over to uh, the room in the southwest corner. Roll out my bedroll and just kind of start getting comfortable and be compressed a little bit. Very good. You guys are going to set a watch. Uh what are you guys yes. gonna do? Yes. Fuck yes. Yeah. I'll say first watch. Okay. Um, while uh, Valadir is up for first watch, so um, Warren, uh, I I go and set my stuff down on the far wall, um, in between tables A and E that we have labeled on the server there. Um, and you guys actually notice Warren, uh, like I, I actually pull out um, a charcoal stick and inscribe a small circular rune, probably about two feet in diameter on the floor. And I uh, take my rapier out, the one that was forged, and I stick it so that it is very gently resting point down in the center of it. And I let the hand go and it stays there standing on end and for the next hour as we settle down there's extremely quiet chanting and little tiny sparks of fire around the rune circle at the end of it um i pull the stand up pull the rapier by the hilt up and then swing in the air a couple of times and then with a flourish of the hand the rapier disappears in a little burst of flame Validir, like the magic trick. Where are you going right. to be? Where would you like to be? Who? Valadir. Valadir. Valadir is going to take post probably next to the door in the northern corner. Okay. Um, he's going to turn to one of the corners over there, take a leak, seeing Warren claiming his territory. He would like to claim his corner as well. <laughs> so I, I look in Valadir's direction and I'm kind of confused that he doesn't have the accent anymore. And I look at Warren and I say, do you he's a spy! Do you, do you hear the same thing that I hear? 
Huh? Oh, sorry. I was uh, focused on the stabby. I'm sorry. What is that? Valadir's accent is gone, Warren. Did you <laughs> pick up on that? <sighs> well, he is a performer. Dempsey is down there like this, but he's like just totally enraptured by the magic. Like, now, he kind of, you... you know, he realizes you're going to see him. He's like, that's a good point, Stabby. Yes. So are you, what are you doing while you're wasting time, Warren? You said you're, you're looking at so, something. Uh, I am uh, basically binding my uh, rapier okay. so that I can now call it. It is also now considered a magic weapon. Okay. How long are you guys planning on doing your rest? And who's said who's on first watch? Valadir's on first watch. Okay. Make a perception uh, check, Valadir. Fourteen. Fourteen. Every so often, you hear a creak come from elsewhere in the manor. It's faint. You really can't tell which direction or where it came from. And it's not uh, rhythmic. It's sporadic. Intermittent. It doesn't always... It's not like five-second intervals. It's not 20 seconds. Sometimes it's a minute. Sometimes it's every few seconds. Possibly the manor settling down, maybe. Enough to catch my attention, though. Yeah, it's just as, you know, because there's no other noise in the room. As you sit there, you know, it's just like being in a in an older house. Occasionally, maybe the ground settles and, and makes the foundation creak or whatever. Uh, but you really can't tell. But it's not coming from the room you're in. Hmm. All right. I'm just going to keep uh, aware of that and make sure I pass that along to whoever I wake up. How long are you going to be on watch? <clears throat> um, at least a couple hours. I don't know who volunteered. Who needs their full eight? I mean, I do need eight, but I'll do a shift. Yeah. yeah. Well, generally speaking, it, it's considered unless you get interrupted while you are um, taking a long rest, you can take your portion of watch and still be considered rested. It's usually how it winds up landing. Yeah, as long as you're not yeah. doing anything strenuous or not, not working out, not working the bag. Just keep in shape. Yeah, Dempsey's going to try to, you know, avoid lifting weights during this, but he's not going to make any promises. So, Valadir, you don't hear anything else other than those typical noises during your shift. When it ends, you go over and you know it's time to wake up Dempsey. All right. I'll uh, see if Dempsey's awake. Dempsey, it's your time for a watch. He just kind of like, you know, just his eyes open. And for a second, he looks really surprised and he almost goes after him. And then he realizes who it is. And he's Stop, like, my friend. And he nods, uh, Valadir, Valadir, uh, thank you. Oh, Are we by, okay? By the way, this house seems creepy. It makes weird noises on and off. Keep my ear out. Get when... some rest, my friend. Tomorrow is going to be interesting. I feel it. All right. Before uh, Valadir goes to sleep, he'll take out his loot and just kind of strum along and <laughs> kind of practice yeah, in the background. So we're in the a little hand organ <laughs> in the corner. That's right. Don't mind my... I'm just minding my business. So as you start beginning your watch, about 10 minutes into it, Eventually, Valadir puts that ridiculous instrument away. Eventually, falls asleep. Why don't you go and make a perception check as well, Dempsey? Ooh, 16. 16? You kind of get an understanding of what Valadir was talking about, about the house being creepy. You hear creaking as well from somewhere in the manor. And you also hear what sounds like footsteps occasionally running around above you um it's hard to tell hard to tell where it's coming from and it's really strange because you realize that the manor is built of stone so for it to be making these creaking noises is a little strange 
the rest of your shift goes without any molestation whatsoever. Occasionally you hear this, you know, the creaking still. Then at the end of your shift, what would you like to do? Um, who's getting woken up next? Uh, I think Stabby. Warren Warren indicated that he would that that I would prefer um, last watch. Okay, so he'll go over to Stabby, and he's he he's aware that Stabby's a paranoid person, so he's gonna do it very carefully. Um, By the way, my eyes are open, but I'm still sleeping. Yeah, he's like scared of him, even though he's like really <laughs> tiny. Um, so I, I don't know how he'd do it. Maybe he just kind of like nudges he him like, with the toe of his foot. He's kind of like starts flicking copper coins at him. Yeah, he just lays a penny next to him, and he keeps Should putting lay money right beside him. him. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, Stebby <laughs> just smells the money and wakes up. Um, Is that yeah, how that works? Gonna, Dempsey, what, 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 what are you doing? Cash. Yeah. What, are you, what are you doing here? Wait, where are you? for watch. Oh, we're still okay. I slept very, very hard. We're still in the room. I look yeah. around. Yeah, not that kind of hard there, Valid here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you didn't roll over, did you? <laughs> Pitch my so own tongue. I think I think I've seen that movie before with a with a little halfling running around. Um. There's something. I hear something in this house. You want to just keep your ear out. It sounds like something's moving around. It's really weird. It's not close, though. I don't know. I don't feel like it's a, a danger right now. How how could we hear anything uh, amongst these solid stone walls? I guess is as good as mine, but it's really weird. Uh, something's this, not right. This place is like a Scooby-Doo mansion, man. Who is this? Who, who is yeah. this doobie of Scoop? <laughs> okay, uh, Dempsey, go get some sleep. I I got next watch. Okay, so he'll go over there and play some skin flute too. <laughs> <laughs> Spoon and Valadir. <laughs> yeah, isn't this what we're doing? <laughs> it's for one. Is this loot taken? <laughs> <laughs> so, Stubby, you take your your watch. Why don't you go ahead and make a perception check as you. As it starts getting on into it. Oh, jeez. That's rolling like crap. Hold on. Just keep rolling until you find something you like. Hmm. I rolled a one. Okay. To do I got to re roll it. One time. Only once. <laughs> Another one. Uh, four. Four. You don't know what Dempsey was talking about. You don't hear anything. It's possible whatever he heard might have been in his imagination running wild with him. Perhaps maybe he heard something, but it stopped. At any rate, you don't know anything about what Validir may have known or heard. The rest of your watch goes uneventful. Make another perception check as you begin to wake up Belheim. Another perception. A 13. 13? Yes, sir. Uh, you, you still don't hear anything? Everything seems pretty smooth. You hear the regular breathing of all of your comrades. Outside you of that. actually don't hear it of Warren. You actually walk over to where Warren is and uh, in a corner, kind of like almost tucked behind a, uh, like uh, out of the way is uh, his ring on the floor. Oh. <laughs> Look what I found, boys. <laughs> so you see his Warren's ring just hanging out. So I um, kind of bend down and just with my index finger kind of flick it across the stone. <laughs> to put the ring bit. in the fire. <laughs> so there's like, there's this uh, like flash of a spark and then kind of like, uh, a uh, super brief like jet of flame comes out to the side and uh, uh, I, I appear there uh, out of like the <laughs> panting, breathing heavy and shit and oh. like and just like holding his head like oh wow that that rings oh please please be careful when tapping the ring never interrupt my skin flute that's right those are words to live by be careful when <laughs> tapping that ring <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Warren, is there another way that in the future that you would like to be uh, awoken from your slumber? Oh, you can just talk to me. I can hear everything in the room. Okay, I wasn't sure. I, I just... It's fine. It's, I mean, it's, I, I didn't... It, it's, it's quiet. It, it, it's safe in there. there there's, there's cushions. There's... Uh, I've got plenty of room to spread out, so um, it' much more comfortable than sleeping on the like stone ground. Uh, included. <laughs> okay. I it have is a question. Like, yes. As as an inquiring individual, mm-hmm. if somebody were to take this ring with you in it and throw it into the ocean, what would happen? Well, first off, I uh, I am aware of everything that goes on. Okay. So I would I would be aware of someone picking it up and like wandering off with it. Um, but I would assume so I can pop out whenever I want, or I pop out after, you know, a certain number of hours automatically. Um, which actually in this case is about the end of our long rest. So you wouldn't just be unaware of and next mm-hmm. thing you know you're on the bottom of the ocean and you're like, There's no way out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. So it's kind of like uh, I Dream of Genie, right? It is actually very much like I Dream of Genie. I hmm. Dream of Ringy. Moving on. So you two. Sorry, I yes. didn't mean to interrupt. Um, <laughs> I will uh, kind of get up, stretch a little bit. and Okay. Um, certainly, I'll keep watch. I'll wake everyone up in a couple of hours. Uh, you should go and get a little more rest. Warren, it was totally uneventful. Quiet as can be. Didn't hear that a thing. Good to know. I, I think it, it seems like we're uh, still in a safe spot. So I I'm, I go back to my southwest corner and lay back down on my bedroll. Conk out. A, a little bit of luck. It will stay that way for a couple more hours. So Warren, you're on watch now. Mm-hmm. I am going to alternate between um, reading that new journal Um <laughs> Uh, between reading that new journal uh, that we just picked up in that demon creature's room um, at, while I'm kind of like listening to everything that's going on. So okay. like every once in a while you guys will just hear like the turning of a page if you're that much awake. So as you're going through uh, looking at this journal mm-hmm. realizing that the composition of this book is probably more than you're going to be able to soak in in the the limited amount that you have while you're on watch but as you're skimming through you realize that a lot of it has to deal with hung clay and, and him trying to summon a gamut of of entities whether they're demons or devils uh azadas to archons a lot of the a lot of the topics talk about the creation of constructs and the homunculi that you most likely what you guys have encountered before but everything seems to to channel back to the most common topic which is the dark tapestry everything that he's doing seems to revolve around the dark tapestry he talks about the entities that he's tried to summon to get information the ones that he's kept the ones that he's threatened and he talks about how there was this one particular representative of the dominion of black that seemed promising but he was forced to outright kill it and that was at his secret cave basically and as you scanning through this go and make a perception check uh that is a total of six six i am engrossed in this book you're completely engrossed in the book to the point where the whole thing just is is amazing that this individual had brought so many entities to your plane and yet you've only encountered the two so far the one that's in the room down the hall mm-hmm. and then the the sheer fiend as well and uh, obviously you saw one of his constructs of in the homunculi fashion but it a lot of it is just you could tell that this guy was not just focused on something, he was obsessed with it. Hmm. And as you ponder this, you realize that your shift is over. Hmm. Um, one thing that I wanted, uh, I, I would have tried to rack, 
my memory for before uh, getting to the point where I have to wake everyone up. Um, you use the phrase Dominion of Black, I think. Dominion of the Black. Dominion of the Black. Yes. Um, I would like to see if that I have any inkling of what that might be. Okay. It was representative of the of the Dominion of the Black. Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming that's an Arcana check. Yeah, let's go with Arcana. Uh, that is an 18. 18? You just know it has something to do with the Dark Tapestry, but you're, you've never heard that title before. You never heard anybody else use that to identify somebody else. Or Would it, anybody I, identify themselves as a re representative of the Dominion of the Black. Does it does it um would it be reminiscent of identifying a classification of creatures that are like direct or directly or indirectly um under control of a particular being or an entity within the dark tapestry you want to know if, if it represents somebody that's under control, under the control of somebody that's in the dark tapestry. Right. Like, would that be a way to uh, a address or uh, classify um, essentially someone who is, yeah, under the control of an entity of the dark tapestry? It would be a way to address somebody, but not necessarily somebody who's under control of something. You almost okay. get the feeling that it's a like a so title. So it's not right. I was going to say. So is it like a title? Is it like saying that this is a would be the squire of a you know uh, entity of the dark tapestry or something or or an apprentice or something like that? Yeah, just somebody who would uh, or a servant or. But it, it would be higher up than a servant. More like a uh, it's a representative. Somebody who would stand in the steed of somebody okay. greater, but not okay. necessarily a thrall of that individual. Okay, so it wouldn't necessarily, okay, okay, cool. That gives me some, okay. a good frame of reference, thank you. Right. And then suddenly realizing what time it is, um, I will uh, very, as unobtrusively as possible, try to go and wake up the companions. Um, kind of taking a moment to like, see this odd, uh, mess of bodies it is Valadir and Dempsey and just carefully waking them up um with uh Stabby uh I will um standing a good 10 feet away so I don't suddenly get a dagger will uh very gently tap his shoulder with a mage hand flick fire on him <clears throat> so everybody begins to awaken I suppose mm -hmm. you feel rested you feel your constitution reconstituted. Basically, your hit points are back up to par again. Mm -hmm. Spells handled. Everybody's shaking off the, the sleep from their eyes and everything. As you look around the room, you notice that the door that originally led into the room, not the secret passages, but the other one is fully closed at this point. I think Dempsey is going to stand up and uh, he sees you still have that book out and he walks over to Warren and he's like, let me tell you something. You know a lot about magic. You know a lot about all this weird books and such, but what we're walking into is a fist fight. There's no other word for it. And that's my expertise. Now up to this point, and he kind of nods at Valadir, we haven't been doing very well. Now we got something we haven't had in these other fights. We got the element of surprise and we got time to plan. We need to walk in there like a team. We need to figure this thing out and go in, get the jump on this thing and be done with it. How's that sound? I like your idea. We take the bee by the wings and you start beating. Perfect. Mr. Stabby. I just pull out my rapier and say, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm tired of fussing about. Uh, I come I, from the, there's no such thing as dirty fighting. 
but if you guys got anything you can do to get ready and you see him pull out a potion, he's like, I suggest if there's anything you can do to make us better, one of the best fights I ever won in my life. I was having a really good day and the other guy was having a really, really bad day. So if we can make him have a bad day and us have a good day, that's how we're going to win this. And we're going to win this one for Flint. That sounds like a plan. And uh, with a flourish, I pull a flaming rapier out of the air. <laughs> Wasn't sure where you're going to pull that thing out of. I'm glad no was out of the air. Out of the ring. <laughs> out of the ring. Whoa, shit. Right? Pay good money for that in Thailand. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, whoa, whoa. So, that's, that's Galarian. Get it right. <laughs> We're talking <yeah>. Magnamar. <clears throat> if you guys, I don't know if you have any other preparation, but you see him, he's like tying his boots good, making sure his armor's on the right way, like cracking every single knuckle, redoing his um, his fist wraps. You know, like he's going in there to beat the shit out of this person. And uh, he doesn't fists. care. Yeah. <laughs> Cocking them, just 22s. Um, but he's got the potion ready. He's going to drop that right before they go in. And um, quick ration, so he's carb loaded. Any other preps? you guys doing or uh well, it is stretching you know always good to stretch preparing to finger your <laughs> flute your loot get the whammy bars ready you <laughs> 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 just imagine this going down kicking the door down <laughs> he's got <laughs> he's got one of those those voice box things <laughs> all right Stubby, what comes alive baby uh, uh, I'm. Go ahead. I am. I'm sitting back, taking a deep breath, just kind of composing myself. Yeah. Getting into my Zen place, ready to stab. All right. You pick up your balls. I don't have any. The steel well, balls off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the ball you kind of volleyed yourself for that one. Yeah, da -da. <laughs> the, the steel balls, you leave them there or you pick them up? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, thank you. Um, I will pick up the steel balls <laughs> from the ground. So uh, like 60 them. of them. I'm almost done. Yeah, almost done. <laughs> uh, I'll place them back into my uh, pouch and then step away from the door and, and look at Dempsey and kind of nod like, you're up. Okay. And knowing that there may be something, I mean, in my in my house growing up, there was rats, and maybe that's what that is running around. Um, so he'll look at everybody. Are you ready? Let us do this. Ready. So he opens the door and starts leading his way directly. Or are we going back down the secret? I can't remember. Down yeah. the secret to okay. So we'll leave that door closed, and we'll go down the secret passageway. Okay. Okay. So you guys make your way back from where you originally were at, making your way through the all these narrow passages, ways to the south, and then to the west, and then to the north, and then to the west again. And you start making your way south down that larger corridor where you know that the uh, where that entity was at within the confines of that that runes circle. Mm-hmm. And as you start getting closer to the large open door, you still hear this. So Dempsey's going to do like a fist up and he turns around. And so that the thing in the room can't hear it, he's going to turn around and say, this is the play, Mr. Magic. This thing wants you to let him out or whatever. Why don't you go in there and get him talking? We'll surround him. We'll give Stabby and Valadir a line of sight. I'm going to grab this son of a bitch when he's not expecting it. And then we go to town on him. Dempsey, what if, uh, you know, I, I have a, a particular skill that might come in handy here that if I get the drop on this guy, I can do quite a bit of damage, potentially a lot of damage, but I have to get the drop on him. Hmm. It's up to you guys. I, your plan sounds very solid, but I, I would like to see what would happen. Stubby, what if we what if we start with we that? You? Yeah, what if we start with that and then 
I think if I hold them in place, that'll that'll work too, right? Uh, we could. I, my intention is to uh, attack him from a distance with my bow. I don't. I don't intend to get close to him. Okay. I'll stay out of your way this time. <laughs> <laughs> what about Warren? You gonna get in his way? I'm gonna keep at least a five foot square between me and Warren. If I'm punching anybody, it's myself. So. Or Validator. Um, so, I I swap to my short bow. Okay. And I would uh, like to attempt to enter into stealth before we enter the room. Okay, give me a marching order or how you guys want to make this play. I like your stealth aspect. So I'm assuming you're going to be running. You're going to be running point on this. I'll be point at least for the the beginning of the fight. Okay. Um, Who's behind so I- you? Uh, I will go in behind and engage him. Uh, so essentially in that room. Um, well, I'm assuming everybody right now is still outside of the door until we right. get an idea of, okay. of who's yep. going in first and second, third, fourth. Who's third? Who would like uh, to be third? Valadir will go in third. All right. Way to Clear go, Clear the Val. other distance for Stabi. Okay, so Dempsey bringing up the rear. By the way, this this hallway is 10 feet wide, so you guys can be side by side if you want to. So I'm going to go ahead and drink my uh, last Shield of Faith potion. Yeah, chug that shit, boy. That's what I like boy. to hear. This is, uh, yeah. So, Stebby. Oh, uh, one other thing. I'm sorry. Really quickly, before we go in, um, I make a few gestures in the air, and you actually see the air kind of, like, warp briefly around... Um, me and then it kind of like a, a bubble that then kind of fades um, the air goes back to normal as I cast mage armor on myself alright so to be you hear Close this <laughs> tell me your play now I'm gonna close my eyes I'm going to become one with the stone walls, stone floor, with a solid 10 of a roll. Okay. (laughs) I smell you. Who's out there? You again? Dempsey, we're uh, gonna have to. I, I look back at Dempsey and say, uh, "I think we're, we're gonna have to change our tactic here." He smells me. I could hear him. I will uh, step in at that point and see if I can distract him from uh, stabbing. Um, you so step fully into the room. I step fully into the room. I will uh, step essentially in the middle. Um, uh, at about ten feet into the room against the far wall. Or against the north wall there. Okay. You came back, yes? You come to let me out? Well, should we it may... appreciate it? Should it go home, please? We came back to ask you some questions, and then based on your answers, that may change our actions. What? I can't hear you. No, you can answer from right there. I can't hear you. Are we I really? Are we really going to? Are we really going to ask him questions, or are we just going to straight up? Oh, freaking go I, at it with this guy. I mean, like Warren might see if how cooperative he might appear to be. But Warren has is I, I'm under no illusion that we'll actually get anything useful out of this guy. So mostly Warren, uh, I, I'm I'm there talking to him to try to get him to focus on me, and hopefully pay less attention to the rest of you while you get into. I think from the hallway you just hear like <clears throat> something hard hits something else really hard. Yeah. Poor Validir. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say, is that Dempsey pushing Validir out of the way? Yeah, he just pushes the him into the room. 
Get in there, pretty boy. <laughs> All right, moving in. Play Play push your fucking loot in. <laughs> MC, I still think that I can get the drop on this guy coming into the room. It sounds like he's kind of focused on Warren right now. Yeah. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dempsey's will... working himself into a fit. He's just like punching the walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm saying you like you see dust coming off the ceiling. He's just fucking this place up. It's like a fucking one man mosh pit. <laughs> right. He's gonna come in like the Jew bear from uh the movie. Glorious bastards. <laughs> mm-hmm. War where is Warren at at this point? He is against is... the northern wall and like dead in the middle of that wall he said okay okay yes. northern wall so you're out of the way as we come in the door mm-hmm. yeah okay so oh, i'm Valadir wants to step into the room on the uh south end of that door just like coming in okay he passes you by stubby and enters into the room so i'm assuming you're just south of the opening then yeah like okay five ten feet from it it's to be so as I, I i have my short bow and i'm as i come across the threshold of that door and look kind of south you know i've got my bow drawn and as i come right around that corner to see that thing i'm gonna let an arrow fly okay now so make your attack I'm going to use my assassinate skill. So describe for our listeners the assassinate skill, please. So I gain advantage on an attack roll against any creature that hasn't had a turn in combat yet. Okay. In addition, any hit I score is considered surprise and is a critical hit. Okay. Ooh, fuck yeah. Damn. So, here we go. Uh, advantage on the short bow. Come Big on, Big money. Baby. Big money. Uh, hold on. Roll a twenty. I mean, it's already a critical hit, so it doesn't even matter if it's a twenty. The twenty will just be a little extra. Mwah. Oh, hold on. I gotta. I'm rolling two twenties. Two twenties. Come on, baby. I'm worried about Eight. something, but yeah. Uh, that is an 18 plus five. So it's 23. Okay. That'll hit. Which is also critical. So with short bow, I do 2d6 plus three. The okay. critical is not against the modifier, only the base damage. Okay. So 2d6 plus three. That's going to be eight points of damage. Also, if, um, Let's see. If this creature is surprised by this attack, he's that not means... surprised. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I guarantee he is not fucking surprised. Okay. That's so fair. a couple things happen. As you all step in and he's watching you, <laughs> Stabi comes in, fires the arrow. As the arrow comes across the room, blazing across, and crosses the air threshold over the runes. You see the runes disappear as he takes this arrow in the chest, and you see him disappear. Oh, Let's shit. roll for initiative. Uh, a little pee just Let's came out of roll <laughs> some initiative. Oh, yes. Still be. 19. Ooh, good one. Warren. Uh, Warren was completely shocked by this <laughs> and um, was not expecting this guy to like just up and disappear. And I rolled a one, which comes out to a total of four. Validir. The fat bee man moves very quickly. Did not notice. Five. <laughs> Dempsey. I got a 12. Very good. So the air around you gets quiet. You don't see anything. And then you see in the southeast corner, you see this thing rematerialize and open up his hands. 
and I need for Stubby. Where are you at, Dempsey, by the way? He's still outside the room. Okay. Right outside the door? He's doing his in intimidation tactics. How far into the, how far down the hallway are you? Five feet. Five feet? Okay, so I need for Stubby, Valadir, and Dempsey to make a deck save as you see this gout of flame leave his hand and aim right towards that doorway. Stubby. 17. 17. 17. Valadir. 11. Dempsey. 21. Oh, shit. So Dempsey, you and Stubby will take half this damage. 12 points of damage. So you'll take six. Valadir, you take 12. Damn. Stubby, what would you like to do as you see this this thing begin to take to the air. It's, you should have let me go. I would have been at peace. What would you like to do, little man? <laughs> Who you calling little, bitch? <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, attack him with my short bow again. That is a 13. You see him deathfully move out of the way as this arrow strikes the wall behind him. And um, so I'm going to use my cunning action. I'm going to back kind of out of his line of sight into the kind of that door alcove. Okay. You see back up and you see you're right next to Dempsey. And Dempsey, as he's, as he's moving him. out, I'm moving in. Yes. And uh, I'm worked up now. I'm ready to go. Okay. I knew exactly where this was going. So, so just so thing. you know, he's about 40 feet from where you are covering okay. that across. So you would have to either double move to get to him with no attack or move your full 30 and still not make the distance unless you have something else you can do from a distance. From a distance, um, I will move the entire way, and then I'm just gonna action surge, and I'm gonna punch the fucker. <laughs> so th is that double? So two moves. I get up in his face. Actually, I'm gonna action surge and grapple him. Oh, goody. Okay, now he's in the air. He's like ten feet off the ground. Okay. So can you? I mean, Dempsey's like six three. Okay. I might also argue for like an easy athletics check for him to like jump and like. Yeah, grapple. I was gonna make it make it at disadvantage, but let's go ahead and do an athletics check to make sure that you can grab him. That'd probably be easier for you than having the disadvantage. That is a nine. Nine. So you nine. leap up to grab him, and you see that this bulbous body of this infantile-looking demon definitely gets away from you at that point leaving it futile to try to grab him. And you see him just look down and he's you fucking oily little bitch. Valadir. <laughs> you sickling little bug. Valadir's going to pull out his two scimitars and make the distance. I think I could clear where he's at, right? You should get to him, yeah. You'll be right beside Dempsey as well. All right and make my attack let's see come on baby something decent and miss my first attack uh bonus action to make another attack 16 to hit no you know so he's just swatting in the air he's just swatting warren you see all this shit going sideways you see stubby run back into the hallway dempsey it, Invalidir or directly underneath this thing as it's kind of like dead by dawn. Invalidir, work with me. We got to get this guy down. Warren, I'm what trying. would you like to do? You like pinata. Uh, so okay, they are in the southeast corner. Yes. This creature is in essentially the roof corner. How high is the roof? It's probably like twenty feet up. Okay, so he's not completely <laughs> he's not completely on the roof. He's <laughs> nope. We're doing the Arsenio Hall. Yeah. He's he's hovering between ten and twelve. Just trying to, to bob and weave. Okay. Making sure that he's not completely static. He's always sort of in motion. I think 
you should quiet down and listen to the thunder. And as I say that, Warren takes a step and a loud sound echoes from his uh, step, which he gathers and actually like gathers the, um, you can almost see the sound gather in his hand as he throws it. And it's going to hit the ceiling directly above this uh, creature so that it extends 10 feet down from the ceiling and catches this creature in a shatter spell. Oh, okay. And not Validare or Dempsey. Is that um, a uh, deck save, I believe, right? That is a con save. Oh, con save. Nine. Uh, so he takes 18 points of thunder damage. Okay. And you I will... Um, sorry. And then after that, I will move closer to the door so that I'm adjacent so that he will have to go by me as he exits. Okay. You see him slightly rocked, raises, you know, rises back up, and you see his his arms kind of do this this weave in in monotonous blurring motion, and you see these four entities begin to take shape right inside of the doorway of this room as they begin to come together, look around, and you just see this disgust these four disgusting mounds of flesh and, and limbs begin to lumber. You see two of them start moving towards the door where Stabi and Warren is at. The first one goes to attack you, Warren, with these two befuddling fists. I don't think either one of those is going to hit. Um, 12? No. Okay, both of them miss. The other one Heads, where are you at, Stubby? How far away are you? Um, I'm just just at, outside the door, almost into the hallway. Okay. It tries to pummel you. That one's a cracked die. Uh, both of those are 14. I'm sure that's probably going to miss. Uh, yeah, my AC is 14. Oh, that does, both of those hit then. So for three seven points of damage the other two begin to lumber towards you dempsey and you valadir covering the distance one of them attacks valadir from behind both of those will hit one's a 20 and one's an 18 those gonna hit you yeah for 10 points of damage and the other one tries to hit you dempsey and both of those will hit 17 gonna hit you nope nope what about 20? Nope. Uh, Wing Chung's right out of it. 22? 22 BS. Okay. Four, now with that, four points I, of damage. Now, you miss me, so I want to use one of my combat maneuvers. Um, if a creature misses you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction and spend one superior die to make a melee weapon attack against a creature. Okay. And if I hit, I get to add the superior die, superiority die to the attack damage. Okay. Okay. That's a one. So I'm about to hit you, Valadir. Yep, why don't you oh. see if you hit old Val? It's a 20. Yeah, oh. hard 20. <laughs> right in to get it. This is my new move. This is the Dempsey. <laughs> Max Dempsey. damage to the, to the side of Valadir's head. Oh. <laughs> Loving it. Don't forget to take your four points of damage, Dempsey, from the second punch. Valadir, you take damage from Dempsey as well. All right, what's the damage? Well, I have to add the superiority dice. So that's a five. And then it's a... Uh, so it's a seven. And as a crit, what would double it? Yep. Yep. So that'd be 19. Without the modifier. Don't double the modifier. I don't okay, think we have to so... do the math. I'm pretty sure Valadier is down. <laughs> so eight... That's eight plus three is eleven plus another five is sixteen. Sixteen. Oh yeah. Are you down? Super down. I am okay. Down. So Are you, you down? See, <laughs> you see Valadir just, <laughs> just <laughs> somebody just waxed him. <laughs> Supplies, run. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we start picking up your death saves next episode? All right. Oh. <laughs>
<laughs> time to practice. Oh my god! Looks like it might be time for you to throw uh, up another okay. character. In Dempsey, the, uh, you just like I said, my guy needs to hit the road. I just love how he like gets all juiced up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just hits the punches his own friend. Uh, I've never done that in real life. Okay, let me just say that I've never done that in real life. I don't know. I haven't been drunk enough with you yet. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We've also got a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over there and hit that like bell, and don't forget to subscribe. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to check us out and look for us out there. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can also download the current show directly and view our archives and galleries. we got a lot of interesting stuff posted there, so head on over. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So, until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.